So, Karam, what was your favorite Met Gala outfit? Hmm. So, I like the theme this year. And there was this model, Anak Yai, who is a Sudanese model. Uh, and she wore a dress and uh, another top piece by Oscar de la Renta, which I thought was really, really, really nice. It was on um, theme. It matched perfectly and looked amazing. What about you? So many people went off theme this time. I was almost disappointed to see some of the looks. But I think my favorite was Gigi Hadid. Um, I thought it was very like Jackie Kennedy inspired. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised more people didn't do her because she really was a she really was the lexicon of American fashion. All these words I kind of understand. You know what kind of annoyed me? I did like Okay, so everybody's like, oh, Kendall Jenner, amazing. But she literally does a variation of the same outfit every single year. And no, not even just her. Like, everyone does a variation of her outfit. And also, what's more annoying about her outfit was that it wasn't even on theme. It didn't make any sense. Because, firstly, she wanted to do an ode to Audrey Hepburn, who isn't even an American actress. And Mm. the movie that she picked, My Fair Lady, which is where the dress is from that movie is literally about like society in england oh yeah not i feel like i mean i I feel like they don't take it seriously enough i mean they don't really have to but you know yeah but the theme was so vague everyone kind of did whatever they wanted Hmm. okay so tell me more about this jackie kennedy uh perspective i don't know i've like uh i've always liked her sense of style because she was french and she brought this like sense of french dressing to american fashion in the 60s it was really interesting with her gloves and her glasses yeah and her hair yeah she was cool yeah you're right and I think uh, Gigi Hadid's outfit, it was on theme. It was nice. I mean, it was one of the few things that met all of the expectations, you know? Yeah, I think she was wearing Prada. Mm, yeah. Speaking of big fashion houses, who's your favorite big, like, current designer? I think there's only one answer to that. Mm. Um, one of my all-time favorite designers is obviously going to be Marjala. Um, and also, recently, I've been looking at a lot of Issey Miyake. Mm, I just yeah. think he's such a... I think the best way to describe him would be like fabric god. Because I saw this interview where he was talking about how when he looks at a piece of fabric, he can like calculate how he's going to construct um like article of clothing yeah i mean that only comes after years and years and years of design experience but that is i mean i've always loved this okay uh i remember in like 2017 i really wanted those hom police pants and i mean now i don't really like them but i mean he's always been a super cool designer but yeah 
and his pleats like that's what he's been associated with yeah what about you what are some of your favorite designers said this before i mean i'll say it again i love deemna vasalia of balenciaga and i mean in the past vetmore uh i loved well i didn't love but i really liked what vetmore was and like what it stood for and i mean some of it its clothes were very okay but deemna's a really cool designer he knows what is cool he knows what will become cool if he sort of you know does it uh and i mean i i just like him recently a lot cuz this is his first big thing at balenciaga right and we talked about this last time but i think he's started a new chapter for balenciaga which is going to turn out really really cool i mean he's redone everything shoes clothes glasses it, it's super cool I know. Really the whole, it's like a new brand but his ideas are so carefully illustrated through all of the clothes you can see where it's coming from but at the same time there's also like this sense of mystery to them which is something i've only seen in majala which is why both of them are just such cool people in the fashion industry yeah they are um what um, about I was yes. looking at I embarrassingly watched this four hour long video about um this person analyzing all of Marjala's like runway shows this and at the time we will not name <laughs> we can't name but um mm-hmm. and then I saw this vest that Marjala did I think towards the beginning of the brand that was made out of broken plates and i was like how do you do that and that was a constant theme throughout the whole fashion show where they would just like get all these like discarded materials i remember they made this other jacket from like posters that they got off like a train station yeah i feel like you know see you mentioned that thing with isimiak about how he can like look at a fabric and he knows what he's going to do with it i feel like marjala kind of took that a step forward he looked at anything he looked at wires plates posters and he was like yeah i can turn this into exactly what i want to make it into and i think he like really pushed the boundaries of possibility and like re he really I- did and he also pushed what people expected from designers because back then um it was such a taboo to show people like the whole creation process of how the clothes were being made and the inspiration mm-hmm. for it but they always showed it and even now they have these i think they're called swock videos where they have like in depth behind the scenes of the inspiration and how they're creating um their collections yeah and he also made a lot of like deconstructed stuff with the hems just out there and like he took it straight halfway through the creation process and i think that adds on to your point about like how he sort of did what was not expected way before um it became popular and they like the whole brand they went against like everything that at the time the industry stood for 
like their fashion shows were hosted at the most random locations yeah they didn't have like reserved seating or anything i remember in one of the shows this model walked out with her drunk boyfriend <laughs> and then another one just walked out with the child and it was just it you felt so connected to the clothes yeah 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 i agree i remember they did something in like a train station uh, in like a deserted paris metro station that was really cool i mean i think when you remove the see something can be high fashion but it does not have to be traditionally high fashion you know and i think a lot of people are realizing that now and what that kind of allows for the average customer or just the average person is to sort of connect with the brand and connect with the designer's message behind it because there isn't this wall between the two ends anymore you know i agree with you the whole definition of high fashion has been changed by like designers like martin marjala they i remember they did this show once like for the collection they had two separate shows and they gave people two separate invites and both the shows had the same collection like different clothes but all of them were part of the same collection and it happened at the same time at two different locations in paris and one was like the white show and one was the black show and they were just categorized by like light clothing and dark clothing and it was almost as if to mock all the journalists who had been writing bad things about um majala and yeah. all of them everyone got like different invitations and when they all found out what was happening it was just really funny speaking of invitations really quick rene tell us a story about how you made the logo for this podcast oh my god okay so um i was going through like this drawer of random stuff that i have and i found a bunch of these receipts and i remember um like reading somewhere a long time ago that um you like the material that these receipts are made out of heat can change the design of them so then another day i was doing my hair i was going out somewhere and i had this straightener on so i was like what if i just do this right now and then i created this really cool looking logo and then obviously i showed it to you when we were discussing how to start our podcast and then you put you put you like kind of created the logo Yeah, one day it. one day we will tell everybody how we got the idea for the podcast but not so yeah, not, not any time soon and then maybe one day we'll also tell them what our true first episode was about oh my god oh my god yeah yeah um on the opposite end of things what are some small brands that you really like i i'll start off um there's a brand that i discovered last week it's called shady attire that's like its instagram at and i mean i've always liked clothes that have a message right but i found that the only way a lot of the time where designers can accomplish that is through runway fashion and what is happening now is i'm seeing a lot of these smallest like i guess you could call them streetwear brands making stuff like t-shirts and hoodies and things that have a message embedded into them and they are still 
very common everyday item. So for example, uh, this shady attire place has a zip up white sweater that I want to not sweater hoodie that I want to get. And it has the army, like the U S army font on it. And army is written. And then the zipper, instead of going straight down, it sort of curls and it's, and the, the collection is titled crooked America. So it's all these little like odes to, you know, certain messages that they're embedding into their clothes. And I mean, I'm hoping that this thing comes out soon because I have to order it to a very kind friend who is bringing it back for me. But <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Prim. But wait, can I say his last name? Okay, I'll blow that out. <laughs> I just know he's listening to this while falling asleep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Prim. We will we will not include your last name. Um, but yeah, yeah, I that's something I really like that smaller brands are doing now. And we will we will add all of the little brands we talk about uh in the post today. It's always these um like cool names that you hear of the brands and you just know they'll have good clothing. There's mm-hmm. also another small brand that I don't think I can mention yet, but Stay tuned. You're <laughs> sweet. Yes. Eventually, we will drop the name. I don't remember how I came across this because it's a menswear brand, but it's called Black Mole. And it's just such a cool looking brand. Like the whole aesthetic of it, all of their clothing. They have like this point system or whatever where you can like custom create. Um, like your fits and all of the clothing is so customizable and it's ranked like the points it's ranked from least to most wearable but also side note I don't think the word wearable should ever be used when talking about clothes because everything is wearable you're just being like your ability to judge if something is wearable is being clouded by what other people will think of you what how do you spell black merle Black, like the color, and then yeah. mole. Um, M E R L E. M E R L E. And it just has sort of like this grunge, like tone sweater vibe. Ah, I see what you're talking about. This is very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Another um small ish. Well, it's like three thousand followers. Is this guy called? Cole Henry, he makes, uh, he's, I think he's only made like four or five things, but one of the things I love about these small brands is they care so much about quality. And so it's like, they are expensive products where it really is like a slap in the face when you realize like, this is what a high quality piece of clothing actually costs where the designer actually makes some money off of it, you know, because we're so used to seeing normal everyday prices, H&M, Zara types, that you don't realize what it costs to actually make clothing. Um, but yeah, that is, that's some, those are some small brands that I'm into recently. Um, there's this other brand, I think, I think you pronounce it as Autolingo. They have like these really cool bags that i've been wanting to get for the longest time i don't think they're a small brand like they have a good following but yeah i mean not as well known as some of the bigger ones out there 
Yeah, of course. The bags are very, very, very cool. All these small brands, they challenge the way you look at clothing. Um, I mean, I know Majala isn't a small brand, but when they started off, they definitely were relatively small. And the way they were just styling their clothing, it and when I look at their work, it really taught me about how I can like make one piece of clothing into virtually anything because you don't have to restrict yourself when you're styling clothes like you can cut tie crop anything and turn it into an entirely different piece of clothing yeah and he also you know he showed how you could turn a piece of clothing into anything but like he also showed that you can turn essentially anything into a piece of clothing, clothing. right I mean, we did talk about those broken plates. I, I totally agree. He's also one of my all-time favorite designers and, and a lot of people agree. But yeah, I think that is it for today. Look at us trying to stay on schedule. Next week, another episode. <laughs>